everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you back to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. We're dealing with a question that somebody had asked about what's the difference between homeschooling and school at home. Obviously, they've heard that phrase tossed around sometimes. And in the last segment, we talked about how legally it's a matter of funding and control. Mm -hmm. That when the government pays for it and the government's in in control of it, even Mm -hmm. if it happens in your house... It's school at home. Exactly. And But there's more to it than that, Hal. Mm-hmm. Because there's also, that's the legal policy issues. Mm-hmm. But more than that, it's how does homeschooling look different than just school brought into the house? You know, I, I always think about when everybody, anybody talks about school at home, I think about that magazine cover that I saw eons ago that was talking about homeschooling. And... Like the way Time they, Magazine and Newsweek or something. Yeah, something. And, and the way they pictured it was a couple of little maple school desks with bright-eyed kids sitting in it, and Mom is standing up at a little black board. And with it a flag looks beside like her. It's like a, a very, very small one-room schoolhouse, which as much as possible looks like a big schoolhouse. But that's not really the way it works. I mean, you can do it that way, you but can. that's super stressful because mm. it's unnecessary. The reason we do a lot of the things we do in school is because we're trying to teach 30 kids at once. In one grade level. In one grade level. It's like the difference between um, if I'm knitting socks for my baby granddaughter Uh or if I'm trying to mass produce millions of socks in a factory. It's going to look very different. Uh You know, if I... If I'm running a factory, I don't stop the factory to go out for coffee with friends. But if I'm just knitting socks for my granddaughter home, I can lay it aside and go have coffee with friends. No problem. Or, or kind of the opposite way around is sort of like the difference between cooking dinner for your family and cooking the dinner shift at a restaurant. Right. Where you've got to get all these different orders going. And it's, you've got a whole different process in mind to deal with a different situation. And that's what we got to recognize, that the information that we're giving our kids might be the same in either case, but the way we do it can be remarkably different. And see, I think a lot of us, when we first start homeschooling, are motivated by fear. We are scared Boy, to death true. that we're going to fail our kids. and are going to mess them up. Mess They're going to miss something. And I'm going to do be, it wrong. It's all our fault. Or... We're afraid we're going to get in trouble with the authorities. Right. Somebody's going to come and say, prove to me you did what you were supposed to do in the second grade. Yeah. First of all, you got a lot of years. And yep. if you miss something in the second grade, you can pick it up in the third grade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's not one body of knowledge they have to learn in the second grade or they're ruined for life. And, the, and besides that, when it comes to the authorities, nobody is going to come ask to see your second grade math workbook. It's just not going to happen. Well, they've just got hey, you have better things to do. They I do. Mean, that's well, kind of, well yeah. even in the states that are the most OCD about homeschoolers, right? Like Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know, where you have to go have you have to turn in a, a notebook. They just want to see the pieces and parts. Nobody wants to see all that stuff. And so, I think that. The first thing you need to do when you sit down and you think, how is my homeschool going to be different from school at home than just Mm -hmm. trying to reproduce what they were doing at school? You have to let go of fear. 
Because yeah. if you operate in fear, you're going to miss the best parts of homeschooling. Because the best part of homeschooling is the flexibility, the liberty, the, the time that it frees up for relationship and discipleship. Because, you know, yeah. yeah, if I sit there, and I remember talking to some moms who were trying this over the years. I've been a support group leader. Mm-hmm. If you try to do school just like they did at school, and you're going to spend eight hours a day, and you're going to lecture about math for 45 minutes, you will accomplish what the schools do. You're going to make your kids hate learning. Most kids in school hate learning. Well, and you're not going to, and you're not going to be taking into account that the way the school system does it, there will be a second grade teacher, and there will be a fourth grade teacher, and there will be a sixth grade teacher. There won't be one person trying to do three different grades. Oh, but now they used to do that, but they did it differently than they do in the big consolidated schools. They did it more schools. like we do at homeschooling. Yeah, that's you know, true. We're, let's talk about how it's different. Why do you not? Why does it not take an hour to do math at home, like it does in the schools for the lesson? Because in the school, they take an hour for the lesson, then the kid has to go home and spend an hour doing the work. Well, the reason it takes so long in the school is because in that classroom, there's a child who. Well, who first got you it. have to get them all under control. You have to march everybody there's, in and get them sitting down right and get them quiet yeah. and get out their math book and make sure everybody's over on the same page. Right. And ten minutes are gone. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It, it, you've got a child who gets it after five minutes explanation, and all they need to do is practice a little bit. And then you've got one child that you're going to have to explain it five or six times in different ways to get through that child. And, and you know what? Everybody is going to have to be paced with the child who needs the most help. And so well, it's going to take longer that's, in a lot of cases. That's why if you use a curriculum that was written for an institutional school, you have to be careful. Because if you do every single thing that they tell you to do, it's going to take you forever mm-hmm. because they're showing you how do you teach it 47 ways so every child will understand. Uh-huh. But we have, like, I'm thinking about one of our children yeah. who is super gifted at math. Mm-hmm. And when I sit down to explain the math lesson, she understands it by the time I've read the title. Mm-hmm. Now, so I just do a quick overview of the lesson, a few minutes, maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then she's ready to do some practice problems. Mm-hmm. And math takes, a lesson of math for her just takes a few minutes because she's got it. Why should I take something that she's gifted in and make her hate it All right. by sitting through explanation after explanation, problem after problem of things she already understands? Right, right. It, it, this is such an efficient way to teach a child, teach anybody. Tutoring is way more efficient than mass instruction. Uh-huh. A- another issue is that um, you will find, especially in elementary years, that your child may be able to be a year or two ahead in one subject and may be a year or two behind in, one, in another subject, and that's okay. Yeah. In fact, you don't have to decide what grade they're in for real till summer between their junior and senior year in high school. Well, you know what, that, that, and you'll talk to a veteran homeschooler and they will tell you, yeah, we have this conversation with their children. They say, mama, what grade am I in? I say, <laughs> well, you're in sixth grade in reading. You are fifth grade in years. You are fourth grade and a half in your math. Um, so, I don't know, maybe in your years, let's say, you know, most no. people are asking, 
what's you, what's you, how old are you? They're just asking how old you are. So yeah. we tell our kids, okay, you are 12 years old. In yeah. the schools, you would have been in the sixth grade. If somebody asks you hey, what grade you're in, you're in the sixth grade. Never mind that you're doing some eighth grade stuff and yeah. some fifth grade stuff. And yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, all, it all comes out in the wash, as they say. Yeah, it yeah. does. And so that's another advantage is you can teach them on whatever level they need to be at any time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can, and so school at homeschooling yes. is different from school at home in that it's more efficient. Yes. Of first through second grader, yep. maybe 45 minutes or an hour max. Mm-hmm. Kindergarten, maybe 20, 20 minutes to 30 minutes. Right. Even as they get into high school, the part that requires your input going to pretty much get done with in the morning and they're going to have a little bit of work to do in the afternoon. And see, if you were following a school program, like worst case, if you are in an online school situation, you are locked into that same timetable hour by hour that the school system is. And, and you know, when you are free from that, you are not locked into anybody's clock. Oh, I heard one mom talking about doing yeah. an online charter school where they had to do a certain number of minutes every day. They had to report how many minutes for each subject. We would have gone crazy. Oh, we, no, we wouldn't, no, no. We wouldn't have lasted out the semester with that one. No, we wouldn't have lasted out the week. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and that's another advantage is that there's no, nothing that says they have to sit in a, in a chair at a desk. They what, would they feed flat on the floor and light coming nope. over their left shoulder? They can stand up at the kitchen counter if that's easier. They can lay on the floor. They can get up and run around when they need to move. Well, what amazed me with our kids, because we had six boys first, you know, so fidget is built into them. And it amazed me how that child, who seemed to be off on a different planet, if you ask them a direct question, they would focus their eyes on you and they give you the answer. It's like, you actually heard that? Yeah. Really? Well, wow. and see, another, another thing that, you can, that homeschooling is different from school at home. Mm-hmm. In school at home, you've got every child has their own independent, separate seven subjects or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in homeschooling, everybody's going to have their own math mm-hmm. and probably their own language arts. But we're going to do, everybody that's under high school age, we're going to do history together. We're going to do science together. Right. We're going to do art and music and everything together with people having readings, you know, harder, easier readings. But we're going to do a lot of things out loud. And that builds relationship among the kids because they're studying things together. And so everybody's studying the medieval era. So everyone is interested in getting swords. Or we're all studying sea creatures. And so we're all excited about a trip to the to the aquarium together. And that helps our kids build 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 friendship, mm-hmm. and that's something that's not possible to do if you're trying to do school at home. No, I agree. You know, the thing that just came to mind as you're describing this, I'm thinking about when I went to college, and I was in engineering, and so everything is built on top of something else. You had to have cal- the first year of calculus before you could do the second, before you could do the third, and you had to have the third year of calculus before you could do the second year of engineering classes. Everything was on a sequence like that. But then our kids went off to liberal arts colleges, and they got, they got their Bachelor of Arts and Economics and things like that. And so many of their classes, here's a freshman sitting in a 400-level class because it was really just a matter of reading and comprehension and discussion, and it didn't have to happen one after another in any particular sequence. And that's a lot of, a lot of our work as homeschoolers. You realize that when you say, hey, all the high schoolers can work on this. It doesn't matter if they're if they're a freshman or they're senior or whatever, you know. 
And you know, another way that homeschooling is different than school at home is that we don't have to teach things the same way. Like, why, why does somebody have to write down the answers to all... You know, I hated history right. when I was growing up because we had to answer all those stupid questions mm-hmm. at the end of the chapter in complete sentences, and it hurt my hands, and I just mm-hmm. hated it. Why do we do that? Because the teacher can't um, actually talk to 25 different students. Right. So instead, we use, uh, we use an audio history that we listen yep. to, uh-huh. and then we just talk about it. Yep. And if the kids understood it, we move on. We can stop in the middle if we have other information. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know, your family was involved in that yeah. or something. They, they don't have to write that. They don't have to hate history because they're struggling with handwriting. Mm. And oh, so, that's an important and this principle. Is, this, now, if you're coming out of the school system, this is going to blow your mind. Right. But you don't have to do all the worksheets. You don't have to have them write down the questions at the end of the chapter. Nobody's ever going to come ask to see them. In fact, you're never going to look at them again. And so why should you stress yourself and your kids out Mm -hmm. creating documents that no one will ever look at again? Because how I did a lot of that in our early years. I remember. And we had a flood in the garage last year, Mm -hmm. and all those boxes of papers went to the dump. And I thought, you know what? We went through a lot to produce that stuff that nobody was ever going to look at again. And the thing is, it's not even educationally the best way to teach. In fact, it's a very ineffective way mm-hmm. to learn what your kids are learning because they're just parroting back. Mm-hmm. Instead, if you have a conversation, you can get into the depths of what did this mean in history? What was God doing here? Mm-hmm. Why did people do these things? Right. And you can, you can have true learning that involves analysis and synthesis and not merely can they, can they find the right paragraph to copy in, in answering the question at the end of the book. Well, again, when you have a discussion like that, you're not, you're not setting yourself up for the cram and forget. Right, which is so much of what school was for us, but it can be different for you guys. It's been different for our children. Mm-hmm. It, and this way of education is so much easier and so much less stressful, and the kids love learning so much more. Mm-hmm. And a child who loves learning and has those basic tools of learning is going to be successful. So, you know, I, I, one of our kids wrote this morning, yeah. and he was describing he's about to present um, all of his research to his doctoral committee to get his doctorate. Yes. And I looked at that, and you know what? I wasn't worried at all for him because mm-hmm. I knew this guy is a scholar. Mm-hmm. He loves to learn. He loves what he's researching. He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And so... Educating at home, homeschooling, looks so different from school at home. And it can be very scary, just like the first time you take your training wheels off the bike. Yeah, but man, it's so much fun. It is so much more fun, and it's so much less stressful, so much easier. So please, 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 don't try to replicate school at home. You know, why would you do because, that? If this is if this is if it's easier, if it's more efficient, if it takes less time, it's less stress, and it's more effective, then why would you want to duplicate the other way? Well, which would you prefer? A laser carved piece of art that everybody else in Walmart got, mm-hmm. or something that's carved at home by an artisan? Right. 
And so you have the opportunity to give your kids an artisanal education. I like that. All right. Okay, very good. Well, look, we do appreciate you joining us. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, something you'd like us to cover on the podcast, drop us a message in our listener response line. It's at 919-295-0321. Just leave us a message, and maybe we can answer it on the podcast. Until next time, I'm Whoa, Gail. we got to tell them where to stuff? find our stuff. Oh, well, tell them where to find okay. our stuff, dude. You can find us, all of our resources at yes. RaisingRealMen.com, mm-hmm. anywhere on social media, at RaisingRealMen, all one word. Right. You can find our subscription box at CraftsmanCrate.com. Yes. You can invite us to speak at HalAndMelanie.com. Yep. And you can find the archives for this podcast at HalAndMelanie.com slash radio. And would you please go out wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review? Oh, that's nice. Because yes. when you do that, then the podcast people will promote our podcast to other listeners and other people will be able to find out the great information that we're sharing. All right, excellent. So that's good advice. I appreciate that. Thank you for the reminder. Okay, um, until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.